Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. So today, I want to talk a little bit about mistakes. And I've been talking to so many folks lately that are job searching. Obviously, we're having unprecedented times with looking for jobs. And I wanted to talk about the three biggest mistakes that I am hearing and seeing and talking about with folks when it comes to job searching. And this applies to whatever level of job you're looking for. If you're looking for an hourly position or you're looking for a CEO position, these three mistakes are being made across the board and they're going to be a little tough for some people to hear. There's going to be a little bit of tough love in this episode because I think that it's really important that we take responsibility for our job search and we put forth our best effort. And for some folks, they don't realize what it is that they're doing is a mistake. And for others, I think that it falls a little bit in, we've been looking for a while now and we're starting to get a little a little lax in it. It's a, very overwhelming, it's stressful, it's exhausting. Finding a job if you don't have a job is a full-time job. And there are a lot of folks that don't really treat it that way. And I think that it's really important to give it your best effort. Now, all of that said, obviously, the emotional toll that job searching takes on you and your family and those around you is significant. And that shouldn't be overlooked. And I think that to a certain extent, some of these mistakes are born out of frustration or exhaustion or just the lack of will to really keep giving that extended effort because again it is an extended effort that we have to make until we find that position that we're going to go into. So the three things I'm going to talk about today are all within your power to change at this very moment. If you are making these mistakes you can change them today, adjust your your job search tactics and make it better. Is it going to guarantee that you get a job? No. But I can guarantee you that if you continue to make these three mistakes, it is going to be harder for you. It will probably take you longer. So these are meant to help take a little bit of the stress and aggravation and timeliness of the job search off your plate. So the first one I want to talk about is not exploring every conversation. Right now, LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for job seekers. I talk to people every single day who have found jobs through making connections on LinkedIn. The kindness of strangers, people that they know, reaching out, applying for jobs, it's a super powerful tool right now and so many people are leveraging it. Employers are using it to find people. Employees are using it to find jobs. People are finding it to make connections with other people to learn about jobs. But the one thing that I'm concerned about is I talk to folks and even people that approach me on LinkedIn and they shut down or I hear stories about how they'll reach out and then 
oh, this person probably doesn't have anything for me, so therefore I'm going to focus my efforts elsewhere. Maybe this isn't the right industry, so it's not worth my time to spend time building a relationship with that person. And I would argue that that is not the right approach because you never know where your lead is going to come from. I mentioned the kindness of strangers. I have heard so many stories just this calendar year so far about how people met complete strangers, totally separate of what their industry uh, was or where they work. They just met people and just through conversation found out about somebody who knew somebody who knew something about somewhere, managed to get a connection and end up with an interview or end up with a job or answered a question about finding out something to do with a salary negotiation. There are so many examples of this, and I think that it's critical right now that you take the time and explore every conversation. Anybody that reaches out to you, take a minute and have a conversation. I understand that there are tons of people out there building business on LinkedIn right now. I'm one of them. I reach out to hundreds of people every week to try and Get to know them, learn about them, make new connections, network, build my business, build my, my ability to connect with more people, reach more people, help more people. And I understand that I get tons of emails every week from people cold calling, trying to sell me their services, sell me their IT services or their coaching services or their, their mentoring or their business building. There's so many different people out there, but you never know where that connection is going to lead. Okay. And my point is this, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to ignore them, read their stuff. They send you what they're sending you. If it doesn't apply a quick, polite response, you can have it saved and just cut and paste a quick response. You don't even have to type it every time. Something along the lines of, I'm not a candidate for your services right now, but thank you. Have a nice day. Hope all is going well in these crazy times. Anything along those lines. You would be surprised at how often there's a human being behind there. Now I know there are tons of automated systems out there, okay? But at some point, a human being is reviewing some of these logs. In most cases, not all, but in most. You would be surprised how many times, even though it looks like you're working your way through some kind of random script that this person is sending, there's a human being on the other side of that. I have been trying to make sure that I am respectful of all of those. And I can tell you that this month alone, three different times, a human being actually took over the conversation and we had a meaningful conversation afterwards. They were sending me through their, their sales pitch or their sales funnel or whatever it was. I'm not a candidate for what they are offering. But two out of the three, we actually got on the phone and just had a coffee chat and talked about things, talked about how things were going. I learned a little bit about their business. I learned a little bit about some of their tips and tricks that they're finding online and, and different things that they're seeing. I, In one person in particular, I found a very powerful tool that I've been using now for my business that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. But I learned about it in conversation just based on what they were using and how they were they were working their business. They weren't selling me that. It was just a conversation, and I'm super excited about it because it's saving me some time now with some of my accounting paperwork, okay? Had nothing to do with that. My point is we met about something completely different and ended up 
being able to have a civilized conversation, talk about the weather in two different parts of the country, and I learned something. You never know what you don't know about people until you have a conversation. And I think that, sadly, we are so busy trying to qualify everybody who is reaching out to us or we're reaching out to them to find out what we can get. We're forgetting about the connections that we're making there. And you just never know. You never know. You could be talking to somebody and find out that they know somebody in another organization that they just happened to make a conversation with the week before who might be hiring a position that could be the one for you. Okay? So explore every conversation. At least give it one or two back and forth and just be polite. You never know where it could lead. Number two, and this follows along with that, is asking others to do your work for you. I have had a bunch of people reach out and say, here's my resume. Can you let me know if there's any positions that I would be a good fit for? That's not really the way to go about it. Sure, you can do that, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not job searching for you. I have a job. I have a full-time job. I'm very busy at my job and I'm helping my clients. I help them look for jobs. But some random person that reaches out to me, sure, if something pops into my mind, I might reach back out to them. But that's a turnoff to me. And it is a turnoff to many of the folks that I talk to because it's not other people's responsibility to find you a job. And I don't say that to sound mean, but let's look at it this way. You know what kind of job you want. You know what kind of job you need and what you're qualified for. I don't know that. And you're relying on your resume to express to me exactly what type of job you're looking for. And then you're hoping that I'm going to spend time reaching out to my connections to try and find you a position. How is that a good way to go about things, right? Why not look through people's connections? And this is always what I encourage. Look through people's connections. If there's an organization that you want to work at, say you want to work for, I don't know, we're, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, so let's pick a consulting firm. Say you want to lurk at, work at Deloitte. And I have connections at Deloitte in a different area than you have connections or in an area that a position exists that you've seen online that you are really interested in. Reach out to me and say, hey, Kelly, you don't know me. I don't know you. I wanted to reach out. I am. This is my resume. This is my background. I've been looking for a job for X number of months. I'm really interested in this position at Deloitte. This is why I'm qualified for this position. Would you be willing to introduce me to this person that I found on your connections. Would you be willing to do that? If you'd like to hop on a call so I can talk a little bit more about my expertise, my experience, and why I'm qualified for this position so that you feel more comfortable making that introduction, I'd be willing to do that. Do you see the difference in why I would be way more interested in helping you if you reach out to me and you give me all of the information? I don't have to do any homework now. You've told me a little bit about you. You've provided a description of your resume, of your work. You've provided me with the position that you're interested in applying to. You've given me the person that you want me to reach out to. You've even offered to hop on the phone with me to give me more information. Now we're talking about 10 to 15 minutes of my time that you're asking for. That's a lot more palatable than you asking me to do your job searching for you, which could take me days because I don't even know what it is that I'm looking for. 
I'm much more inclined to say, you know what, this person reached out. I don't know much about them. Make the connection or hop on a call with them and chat with them, learn more about them and see if there's other folks out there in my network that I can connect them to. The key here is that you're doing your job search. You need to do the legwork and you need to provide others with information. Simply posting resumes up online might randomly get you an opportunity. It might. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that might not take it and run with it, but it would be much more effective and much more productive for the people that you're reaching out to if you gave them more information than just, hey, I'm looking for a job in this field. You could do that as well. If you think you want to go from a two-pronged approach, that's fine too. But reaching out and asking people to do your job searching for you is probably going to garner you less responses than if you were much more targeted in what it is that you're asking them. The third thing that I'm seeing that folks are making a mistake with is doing your homework. Okay, and, and this again, this applies at all levels. This applies all the way through the job search process. If you are looking to work with an organization and you are prepping your cover letter, prepping your, your resume specific to what it is that the job requirement is listing, you need to know anything and everything you can about that organization. And this is why job searching is a full-time job, because every single job that you look for, every organization you apply to, you need to know as much as you can about that organization. And the reason why this sets you apart is because if you understand an organization's vision, their mission, the types of employees that they have working there, their founders, their geography, their cultural diversity, all of the different things that go into what makes that company who they are, you are able to communicate to them more clearly in their language and you are able to align yourself with their vision and their mission and what it is that they're looking for. We'll take the Deloitte example again. If you are looking to apply for a position at Deloitte, now it's a huge company. Obviously, there are a, a lot of different positions within the organization. But if you're going to apply for a position there and you found the position description on Indeed or LinkedIn or on their website, and you are taking your general resume, making your cover letter, kind of talk to the general resume, making sure you're building out your, your keywords and that kind of thing, and sending your application in just based on the position description. Okay, that's one way to do it. But now let's look at it a different way. You've read all about the mission and values of the organization and you recognize what they're all about as an organization. You noticed that the hiring manager's name was on the position description and you looked them up on Facebook, you looked them up on LinkedIn, and you read a little bit more about them where they've worked before, what type of roles they had, if they have a family, if they live local, if they work remote, whatever it is, what types of articles they're posting online. This sounds a little bit like stalking. I, I get that. But what you're doing is you're researching. You're getting to know the people that you're going to work with. Number one, you may find things that are very concerning and realize that this is not the place you want to work. Or you could find a lot of different things about the organization. Maybe they're the 
the supervisor, the hiring manager, whomever it is, the CEO is very, very philanthropic. And you have very similar ideas about charities or, or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm randomly generalizing here, right? But you learn this. Now you go into your interview and you're having a conversation with this person and you can somehow work into the conversation something along the lines that you are interested in some similar things. You can pull that into your, your story descriptions. You can highlight different experiences that you have had in your career past that are in line with what it is that this person finds valuable. So now you've gone from just a generic candidate who's matching the keywords in the application to somebody that gets it, somebody that is of the same mindset as this person now. You're going to stand out. Again, I can't guarantee that that's going to make the difference between getting the job and not getting the job. But if you flip the table here and think about it, think about you being the person doing the interviewing. Think about someone sitting across the table and sounding like a robot and just spewing off all of the star techniques that they've learned about online now and they're just trying to answer every specific question with no personality and no added flair to whatever it is that they're talking about or the person on the other side of the table from you is talking about all of those same things but maybe they're using examples of things that you really identify with and in your mind you're thinking oh wow I did that when I was in that position or I did that in my career when I was younger I did this here I've always been interested in that these kinds of things we're all human they're going to make a different connection in your brain you're going to make a different connection with the person and connections are key if you can resonate with that other person you're going to stand out it may not mean that it puts you over the top perhaps you're not qualified for the position but if you're qualified for the position and you make that connection, I would argue that your chances of getting that position are significantly better. So again, job searching sucks. It just does. It's a full-time job. It takes a lot of legwork and everything that I just talked about takes time. If you are not spending 40 hours a week in your job search, you are not spending nearly enough time. You just aren't. It takes a lot of time to find a position, particularly if you're looking for a position that you want to be excited about, that you're going to be well compensated for, and that is in line with your career trajectory, right? You could take anything. You could you could just get a job to get a job. And right now, there are a lot of folks that are in a position where that's just where it is right now, and we have to take what we can get. But if you are really trying to figure out what your next step is and do it with some kind of meaning, you have to take the time. And with all that else is going on now, I know that the kids are back to school. I know that the timing of all of this is really challenging. There's no reason why you can't be researching at 3 a.m. Perhaps you're, you're a, a night owl and you have to wait till everybody goes to bed. All of these things can be done any time of the day. So there's really not a good excuse for saying, I don't have time for that, okay? Cut an hour off for your sleep time and spend an extra hour a day doing your homework, reaching out to other people and sending them notes. They'll get the message when they get up in the morning or when they get online and they'll respond to you when they can. The more time you put into this, the more effort you put into this, the better 
your output is going to be. I wish you all the best in your job searching. Lots and lots of luck on all of your interviewing. If I can be of any assistance in any way, please look for me on LinkedIn. It's Kelly Featheringham on LinkedIn. Just look for me there. Send me a message. Send me an email, kelly at kellyfeatheringham.com. I'm always happy to try and help and anything I can do. Best of luck. Have a great day. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.